Welcome to the Officer Command Q&A Podcast. This is Paul Peluso, the editor of Officer Magazine. I'm joined today by Metro Nashville Police Detective Chad Gish, who is focused on digital forensics and surveillance for the majority of his career. Thank you for joining us today, Detective Gish. Well, thank you, Paul. Thanks for having me. No problem. Today, we, we will be talking about how digital forensics play a key role in many investigations today and some some major advancements that have been made over just the past few years. Detective Gish, can you start by giving some background about your career? Yeah, I've been a, a police officer here in Nashville for 25 years. Uh, most of that time, Paul has been a detective. Um, I was a detective for the last 21 years. Um, the first three or four years I spent in violent crimes working armed robberies and some homicides. Uh, in 2005, I was transferred over to, at the time, what we called our surveillance unit, electronic surveillance unit. Um, at that point, it kind of morphed in to digital forensics around the time digital forensics was getting pretty big uh, in law enforcement uh, with phones and computers and where where sort of everybody was starting to uh, get one of those devices. and. You know, we knew looking, looking uh, even back then, looking ahead, that it was going to be fabulous evidence that we were going to have to learn how to preserve, analyze, and report. Uh, and I've been doing that for about 18 years. Um, okay. I've worked, been part of working hundreds and hundreds of homicides, um, cases of all types, really, violent crimes. And the cases that are closest to my heart would be uh, those that are crimes against children. Okay. So to start out, um, how well do you think digital forensics is understood by the general law enforcement population currently? Well, currently, I think it's understood pretty well. Okay. Um, you'd, you'd almost have to be sleeping under a rock not to know what digital forensics uh, can do uh, if you work in law enforcement. I mean, you've got the affidavit that was recently released in that Moscow, Idaho Mm -hmm. uh, uh, murder and, you know, just looking at that affidavit and reading through that affidavit that was released, um, you know, it seems about 90% of it was some type of digital forensics one way or the other. Um, so, so I think it's 10 years ago. Yeah. I don't know if the community and law enforcement knew the value of digital forensics the way they know the value of this today. You're seeing a lot of even smaller departments now understand digital forensics and knowing that to stay ahead of this investigation game, that they're going to have to hire people and folks and invest in those people, equipment and technology to run their own labs. Okay. And uh, how does digital forensics play a key role in uh, many investigations? You talked about the one and um in Idaho. Um, but, but right. how does, you know, just even day to day, cause you have, you know, these devices, smartphones and, and, um, they're involved in almost every case. How does being able to get the data from those devices, uh, help investigations? Well, I'll tell you this and looking from both sides of this, I'm a, I'm an investigator who, you know, started law enforcement back in the nineties before yeah. digital evidence was a thing. Right. And, so when we would investigate cases, it was more of the old school, beating the feet on the road and knocking doors and occasionally hoping we could get surveillance video off of a VHS tape. The investigations were a lot different then. Uh, now, uh, 
I think the question was how does digital forensics play a key role in the investigations? It's the role in the investigations, at least in my experience. That's one of the first things that our violent crime detectives are looking uh, to obtain is as soon as they're uh, assigned a case or they go out on the scene. Uh, did that person have a cell phone? Did that person have cloud accounts? Did that person use a cell phone? What service is the person using on the cell phone? Is there digital video around here? Are there ring video cameras around here? Is there closed circuit television around here? So everything now, first question, revolves around some form of digital evidence in every investigation. Um, and that's been going on for quite some time. I mean, there, there's DNA is still really, really important. Fingerprints are still really important. But I would have to, to, to uh, say that digital evidence is, is probably becoming the most important evidence. Now, when it comes to collecting that evidence, what kind of tools are at your disposal? And if you can talk about some of the advances in software and other things that, that have uh, made your job easier. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of tools out there. Um, and, and there's a lot of tools that that we use, and we use all of the tools. So if there's a, a type of a tool that will parse certain data, we use that tool. It will extract certain data. Um, some of the tools that we use a lot uh, are from forensics. We use a lot of the tools that Magnet Forensics put out to um, parse and, and analyze our data uh, uh, AI on there to to maybe identify a certain type of media like like weapons or child abuse, something of that nature. Uh, we also use something from Magnet called MDIS, their Magnet Digital Investigation Suite with Automate. Uh, and we, we automate the process, a lot of the processes that I don't want to call, um, they're making processes, they're very time consuming, and that's actually yeah. extracting yeah. the evidence data. But they're the most important pieces of, of, of processing the evidence that we can do. Uh, and they're extremely time consuming. And I would say that about 75 to 80 percent, what we spend in the lab is some of these main tasks, like processing data, extracting data, uh, post-processing the data, building these reports. And then finally, if we're lucky and it's a great day, we can sit down and actually analyze some of this data. But the, the, the program uh, and the platform Automate from Magnet has really stepped up our game and allowed us to uh, process things uh, while we're not in the lab, while we're home sleeping. We've got, you know, the, the workstations, the computers in the lab are constantly working. We don't have to babysit them and put, you know, go one task after another automated. Yeah, and it sounds like automation ha has really played a big role um, in kind of, you know, cutting down the manpower and the, the number of hours that go into um, accessing this data. Uh, how long did it used to take and and how, you know, how helpful is it that it does cut down on not just the manpower, but lets you guys focus on things that you need to be focusing on? Well, it's extremely important. I mean, when, when we first uh, installed automation um, the middle of last year, 
we were sitting on hundreds and hundreds of devices that were backlogged. And when I say backlogged, a lot of these devices, or most of them, the data had been extracted from these devices, but we just didn't have the time with the manpower that we had to go over and manually process all of this data, manually running it through the forensic platform, building the reports with the forensic platform. So now all of that is done auto automatically. And what's so exciting about this is if you get your workflows just right, like we have here in Nashville, you have a you have a zero backlog. As okay. soon as that 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 phone or that computer or that DVR uh, hard drive finishes extracting, you walk over to one of the automation nodes, load up what you want automation to do, and it starts running those tasks for you automatically. And it and once it finishes that first uh, piece of evidence, it rolls right into the second, then right into the third. So I look at automation like this. Automation in the way it catch is in the way it needs to catch on and the way it will catch on in digital forensics is this is something that, that you're really familiar with, Paul, is probably uh, body cameras. Yes. Um, yeah. When body cameras first came out, I can tell you every agency at some point is going to be using body cameras. Uh, you may use them now or you may use them later, but at some point, body cameras are pretty much going to be uh, required for every police department in the country, uh, either by you know local policy, state policy, or maybe even federal policy at one time. We don't know. But automation is the same way. We, we have so many, uh, so much digital evidence that is bombarding these police departments every day. Um, even if you have fully staffed units, automation is the way to go because it does so many of these tasks for you that it allows your trained investigators and your experts to spend most of their time now analyzing this data. Okay. So you I hope that answered your question. The way, yeah, you, you, and, and and that's the way it is. Is is it's yeah. it's here to stay. Um, these companies that have come out with automation, I mean, they're ahead of the curve on this one. Yeah, uh, they they have to be. There's no way that we can process the way we need to process fifteen hundred or two thousand devices right. coming into a city. And so then you take a place like Nashville, Paul. Yeah. who has just an epidemic right now, like a lot of cities, of overdose cases because of this fentanyl poison, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and we're trying to, uh, you know, find out where all of this poison is coming from, from these victims that are dying from this and looking at their phone records and trying to figure out where they're buying this poison. You think about, you know, in Nashville, we we had between seven and 800 overdose deaths the last two oh, years. Oh, wow. That's each year. So that's a device or two for every one of those cases. And you cannot work these manually any longer mm -hmm. because it is it is just a massive amount of data. So you've had a front row seat for kind of the the growth of digital forensics and the um, whole ride. You, yeah, you've you've been <laughs> able to see it grow. And how how do you see it continuing to grow in the future? Well, like I said, I think personally it's it's the the most relevant evidence that we have right now in 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 our world. 
is digital evidence. It's never going to go away. It's only going to get larger and larger. We're going to have, you know, we, we have data from the cloud. You have all of the social media companies, all of the phone companies. You, I mean, on one homicide case, you could sit here and literally do probably, I would say an average of 10 to 15 different search warrants on different companies trying to pull data and evidence down. Um, so where I see it going is, number one, a lot of other smaller and medium-sized police departments having to understand um, the brilliance of being able to process your own digital evidence in a timely manner. And I see a lot of these smaller departments investing or having to invest in their own digital forensic units. No, how small or big, it doesn't matter. But they understand a lot of times you're not going to be able to send this data off to your to your local state agency that processes or the federal government because the backlogs and the wait times can just be enormous. Um, so I look and I, and I do see automation becoming huge and big. Um, you know, we've got these things now that are like, like I mentioned, magnet automate, uh, where the automation takes care of a lot of these menial tasks, the important, but the menial tasks. And then, you know, there's other companies that have review platforms and magnet review, where as soon as this process is finished and automate finishes the process, well, that information and that evidence and that data is automatically sent to the investigator through a, through a secure cloud portal, even if it's two in the morning, they get a notification through email or some way that their evidence is ready and they can start reviewing this evidence. Their, their homicide may have been at 11 o'clock at night. And now with automation and these review platforms, these detectives are now uh, sometimes looking at evidence two hours after the homicide occurred, which is huge when you're looking at GPS data and where did where did maybe this suspect or victim go? Where was this victim before he was uh, accosted and, and ambushed or maybe killed? Can we go back and look at you know a convenience store video? Was a suspect following him there? Well, now we may have GPS information out of this phone because we've got it so fast. We can go to that convenience store or these locations, maybe where that victim went to before and, and, and capture this surveillance video before it's overwritten. When we have these massive backlogs of, you know, two months, three months, six months, a year for detectives waiting to get this data, you know, that's one point I always try to make is they're looking at this GPS data that we preserved and they're like, wow, this is great. This victim went to four different convenience stores or that he could be called on camera on 20 minutes before the homicide. Well, how many of these stores are probably going to have that video retained six mm -hmm. months after the crime? Zero, most likely. But getting this information out to the detectives immediately, um, and, and it was like I was talking to our command staff, having things like automation and getting the data out as quick as we can to our investigators will allow the lead detectives and the investigators to recover physical evidence not found on the phone that wouldn't be recovered otherwise. 
and that means this surveillance video. Maybe the suspect is talking to somebody about putting bloody clothes in a dumpster. We've had those conversations before. Now, if they're using some chat app or third-party app or, you know, even a default app to communicate back and forth, you're looking at this hours or a day after the murder happened. And now you can go check the dumpster before the trash truck comes because, um, you know, they talked about it. Throwing, throwing the, the, the dirty gloves away and things of this nature. So, yes, we will be able to recover evidence using automation and getting uh, this data out on, on, on evidence that we may not have been able to recover beforehand because of these long waits. Great. Well, Detective Gish, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. And is there anything um, that you wanted to touch on that we may not have covered? No, I think I think it's great. I, I really appreciate you, Paul, of of pointing out uh, and highlighting just how important this evidence is. Um, again, you know, all evidence is is important, but what we're seeing and what I see firsthand is just how prevalent and how massive this evidence can be, this digital evidence. Well, thanks again for your time, and um, thank you for everybody listening listening to the podcast. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at editors at officer.com. That's editors at officer.com. Take care.